Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is this week's message. Again and again, I cannot say, um, get tired of saying to you all or giving thanks. I give thanks to your pastor, my friend Eddie, for this scenario that he irresponsibly gave to me. <laughs> Believing and trusting that I can do something, I have no idea. But with the help of the Lord, amen? With the help of the Lord. And um, hopefully we can get about a with this message for this morning. I know you guys are undergoing a series for this time that is called Steadfast Love, the Steadfast Love of God. And um, I think every one of the songs of our moment of praise this morning have really touched the point. And this last one is it. I mean, I could just sit down because that's the message, the goodness of God. Amen? That's the message this morning. Let us pray before we go in. Father God of mercy, here I am, Lord. Lord, following you, being obedient to your word, understanding, Master God, that on my own, it is completely impossible for me, Lord God, to go ahead with this. But Lord, everything is because of you, and I just ask of you, Lord God, to just empower me, just equip me, Lord God, with whatsoever you want to be said to your people this morning. And Father, what you have said on my heart, oh Lord Jesus, I ask of you, Lord, that your people right now, you may open up their ears, their mind, and their spiritual ears so that, Lord, we can see you, we can understand it, and we can come to you for those that need to do so. So we thank you, Master God, for this moment as we study your word. And now speak to us, oh Lord, that it may not be my word, but speak to us, oh Lord, through this, your man's servant. For in that holy and precious name we pray, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I've entitled my little, and you know that devotion, my little message this morning, the place hot. How <laughs> oh, you see, pastor says something creative, but the place really hot for you. Am I right or not? Everywhere we go, everybody needs to be fanning and putting on AC and this, because the place hot. I'm a teacher. And uh, during this week in our class, we have been undergoing a topic of climate change. And the reality of it is the breaking news is telling us Climate change is killing us. Killing us. Why? Because the place is becoming hotter and hotter every day. And when the place becomes hot, because of all different reasons, some of the reasons, majority of them is because of our own hands, what we are doing. When the place becomes hot, what we face is that we, ex we face some extreme conditions that we cannot bear. Extreme conditions. And guess what? San Andreas, we may be sometimes 27, 30 degrees, but we have some parts in the world that are facing degrees higher than what we have today. People are just walking and dropping down dead. And sometimes we're pressure right here in San Andreas, it go down, it come up, it go what? It may not happen to you, but a lot of people are facing it. Amen? And as I said, what we are finding, we are finding deaths, we have droughts, hunger, we have uncertainty, and a lot of other things. San Andreas is not only hot with terrible weather, but it's hard also, we normally use this expression to say, when things of the world is getting unbearable, hot. When we hot with, we have a lot of deaths out there coming on. The rate of crime in San Andres is coming up, coming up, coming up. Am I right? In our schools nowadays, we are finding children smile like this, smile like this, facing depression, facing suicidal uh, ideas in their mind. Please, my gosh. Some things that you say, what? In my time? Well, guess what? Your time changed because the, the place is hot. It will get hot. Amen? And the harder we get, I mean, listen, depression is at the door of every one of us houses. First time we could see somebody in the corner, we say, well, it just let me alone. Today, the end, no. You be alone, me, you are depressed. 
And depression is claimed to be a sickness. So we need to open up our eyes because things is getting worse every day. Amen? If they're getting worse, I remember Pastor um, Raymond always said, we go down with Creole and say this word, things are not getting better, things are getting worse. In our Creole, we say, it they get worse. Right? When I, Pastor, it they get worse. Right? So, <laughs> I had to laugh when I get to that one. Listen up. Even financial stress we have, our bills are coming up more and more. And the more you cut off the TV, you cut off the ESC, so PESA is still coming up. Am I right? So things is getting hot. And the worst part of it is that, guess what? You and I have no way to run. We need to go through it, want it or want it not. It's a journey that we need to go through. When we look back, I will say, but wait, and how I gone through that part? Today they are looking at how I'm going through here. Guess what? The future is still behind us. And when we say it is getting hot, it means that we have a journey to go. And even when things get harder, you still need to go through it. Amen? Guess what? King David was not, or he was a very intelligent man. And today I want to talk to you about a story that he brings up. Because in his problem and his conflict with, um, with Saul, he, exactly that he was facing. You know, come out of one good when Saul bring up another one with him. He run from him this way. He win this fight. He win the other one. And King David get a time like, oh Jesus. What is in front of me? This thing getting hot. Amen? And listen up. Because of that, when he could look behind, could look what was happening to him and what will await him in the future, he could write this very lovely Psalms, which is the 23rd Psalm that all of us know. Amen. And we shout it out and we stand up now and we stay out here. Everybody repeat it with me, please. What does it say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He led me to ride down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy, love, will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? So let's, as I said, everybody, we know this when we were so little. And we can stand up and be open with a big mouth. The Lord is my shepherd. But what David wanted with these psalms? Where were he going? The real idea of these psalms, we use it as a metaphor. A metaphor, David used it. And what else could he use? Because David's trade was being a shepherd. He knew that from he was coming up. He knew what it was to be on top of a little group of sheep. Because the sheep then, as how normally we know them, we have some wrong ideas about who is it to be a sheep. We have the idea that sheep are fools. That they do not know what to do. So they need somebody to go. They do know what to do. The idea is that sheep are meek. Sheep, they are so intelligent that they understand that the journey that they have before them, they're going to have a lot of predators. They're going to have people that will come behind them to seek to devour them, to kill them. And because of that, for them to go through the journey, they need a shepherd. They need somebody to guide them. Hallelujah. Are you there? So David, he knew perfectly what it was to be a shepherd, what it was to have some sheep. Another thing is this. We need to understand this, that when things get hot, we must still walk the journey of life, as I said before. Predators are numerous. They are coming up. And we need to survive. That's the idea. We need to survive. So we need to declare that 
I have all I need. You need, you have all you need for what? To survive. Because you and I, we need to go through the journey. The time is not done yet. Amen? So we have to survive until we reach to the end. Amen? And that was what David was trying to say. So what was the first thing David said? David said, listen up. You know what? I have an owner. And my owner is my shepherd. You know why? Listen up. I don't know if lately you have gone through Perry Hill. I said Perry Hill because I live Perry Hill. So I have to go down through Perry Hill. Lately in the afternoon when you were coming down on a motorbike, there's a lot of cows all over you have to stop sometime. The last time I stopped, and I, there was a cow, a mama cow with a baby cow giving suck in the midst of the road. And I was like, okay. And all the cars around her, and they were right there, like, well, you will see women to pass. I was like, okay. And then when they get, when they reach to the intersection there, the year, as we call it, I in my mind, I said, but how would the cow know they had to turn this way? Or go the other way? No, then decide. I don't know how they decide, I know because I'm not expert on it. But I know everybody follow, I don't know who, but they gone through, back road, and everybody gone through. Listen up. Sheep are not like that. Sheep need somebody to tell them where to go. The sheep need somebody to guide them along. I need to tell them where is the road. Amen. Sheep will stand up because sheep say, My boss not tell me where to go yet. So I don't know. You know, that is what. So again, we come down to it. Sheep is not a wild animal. It's not something that is let go out there. You got sheep has owner. It's like when you buy a little pet and you decide, say, This is mine and I'm going to take care of it. Well, that is it. You have a shepherd or you are a sheep because you have some shepherd. Are you there? Amen? So the first thing David says is like, hey, the Lord is my shepherd. And I want you to look at this. It didn't say the Lord is your shepherd and yours and yours and yours. It said, he's mine. He's mine. Now that personal pronoun is something very important, you know, because guess what? Even when our God, he went to the cross and he died for all of us. That shepherd went for all of us. Only if you accept him, he become your shepherd. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So only if you accept him, you can declare the Lord is my shepherd. You understand? So listen up. And before you can open up your mouth and say, I have a shepherd or the Lord is my shepherd. You need to recognize then say you are a sheep. And that's the part that we do not want to recognize. Amen. Amen. So the two images that, that, that David is giving us, he's saying, oh yeah, I have a shepherd. But guess what? I am the sheep. I am the sheep. And for me to be the sheep is that I need to do the things the way a whole sheep do it. Wait on my shepherd to move on. For, to direct me to know what to do. Amen? Sometimes you want to go ahead of time. Am I right or not? I will sing the little song. I say, I am not my own. I belong to Jesus. We need to say it from the heart. Because if you declare that the Lord is my shepherd, it's because you belong to the Lord. You belong to the Lord. Amen? There is a relationship, people. It's not something that I just woke up today and then I will decide... Uh, the shepherd from this one and the next flock will just call me. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I have my sheep. And I know them. I gave them names. They know their names. And I can call them by the names. Amen? He said, if God is your shepherd, then again, we as sheep, we need to understand that we are inoffensive, meek, and quiet. We are silent before the enemies and before the ones who will kill us. Amen? We are useful. We are sociable. We must know the shepherd's voice and follow him. That's what John 10, 15, 3 and 5 tells us. He said, the sheep hear his voice and he's, he calls his own sheep by name and lead them out. Amen? And it said, he goes before them. The sheep follow him. Who do we follow? Our shepherd. Our shepherd. I don't know about you, but lately in life, do you think that when things get hot before us in life, are we following our shepherd? Because if I decide that God is my owner, then my owner, he knows where to lead me. Am I right or not? Then why do we go contrary? 
Majority of times, we want to take our own steps. Amen? Listen up. If you notice, David was not exalting himself here in self-sufficiency and saying, ah, me, big warriors, me. And he looked like, kill Saul over there, but ah, I leave him there. He didn't say that. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. And he recognized that he needed somebody to lead him. Amen? That's the same thing a sheep do. So that's what we need to do. An application note this morning, as I said before, I want you to understand that when things get hard in our life and we need to survive, we need to look to the Lord as our shepherd. We need to depend on him because he's the one who will take us through. Amen? We need a safe spot. And when we talk about safe spot this week, again, again this week, everything I've been about this week. There at school, um, I, my, my, my class is in a, the library. Um, so we call it the English lab. And then, like, sometimes when I'm in recess or in recess, oh, it's my free time. And I noticed lately the kids, everybody from art grade, kinder, everybody, all these people, they, they, they should be in class, some of them, but they just come and get in my class. Teacher, come against you. I'm like, I hide. I'm like, what is the problem? Everybody's coming to my class. Oh, we have some nice time. And then children say, because here's where my chilling spot. Here's where my safe spot. I can hide from everybody. I don't have that. That's what we need. That's what the Lord gives to us. Amen? Because of the relationship that we have with him, the Lord becomes our dependent part. Or a little chilling part. Amen? Are you there? Amen? Then we will ask the question, he's my shepherd as this. I know he's my owner. How can I know that? How? During this time that I need to survive, how do, or how can I really depend on him? You know why? Because he cares for us. And then we're going to go through the whole thing, verses 2 and 3, as we notice, how does he care? The first thing is, he cares for us because he provides for us. Our shepherd provides for us. You can imagine these sheep coming out from the farm, and they need to go from one spot to the other, because that's what the shepherd do. What they will need on the road. The Lord knows exactly what you and I need for our journey. He knows. He knows. And he will equip us and find it on the road so that you will get to your place safe. Amen? You need to believe that. What is the first thing that the Lord, as David mentioned here? He said, he give them food and water. Go to verses 2 and 3 first. He said, he led me to lie down in green meadows and green pastures and lead me beside the still waters. If the waters are trembled up, they ain't want to drink. If they do not find the real and perfect grass, they won't find what to eat and sit down and rest. Listen up, people. Many of times we get up in the morning and we start putting our brains and kill up ourselves to know, Lord God, what won't become? I don't got no food today, but what's going to happen tomorrow? And the Lord is saying, hey, I'm leading you and I'm feeding you and I'm giving you the water because I'm leading you to the green grass. Can we believe that? I'm leading you to the green grass. Amen. And sometimes when it comes and happen, how this happen? Our shepherd. Our shepherd. We cannot explain it to the world, but you need to understand that you have an owner. And while you believe you have an owner, then it will come because he's leading us. Amen? The second one that he gives to us is vitality. And I love this one because I don't know about you, but many of times when the place gets so hot, while we get so weak, we use another expression in Creole, I did it. True or not? We got to have some people actually pass out. Pass out because we are tired. We are tired of like you feel like today you give two steps ahead, somebody bring you back down. You ask you want interview over there. Mm -mm, no, no, God. Are you still but learn how I can't get a job? What is this? I tired of this. The Lord renews us, He gives us strength, and that's what verse 3 tells us. Amen. He said, He restores my soul. When I feel like Lord, you know what I give up. Yeah, 
I'm going to do whatever. And I'm, I am not in politics and I'm not going to give nothing about no politics. But I need to put this out here. This is the time for us to recognize and to see who we are following. Amen. Because many of times our soul or our vitality can drop down when we notice. We put all our effort on the. We believe in this one. Tamara is running. I believe it in this. And four years after, six years after, it's just a lie. Amen. What are we doing? And then we lose all the courage. We, ah, no guy make a tall man. We got that. We got someone who ever run politics. Yes or no? You go to the houses. I can put on my picture. I don't want to say soul. Because not that's all. You lose courage, sister. We are tired. But guess what? Do not expect man to bring back vitality to you. The Lord himself will bring the vitality. Amen. He's the one who restores us. And it does not only happen in our physical realm. It happens in our spiritual realm as well. Amen. In our spiritual world, many of times we are down people. We need to ask questions. Lord, are you still there? You're sure you're there? You're sure? Because this thing gets hot. Things of life are really oppressing us people. And I don't know if what you are living with. I can give you some. You don't have anything come to me. I can give you some. Seriously. Because when you look out, like, ah, some people like they got some nice life, you know, but we are living some hell. Amen? Excuse me the word, but that was it. Amen? So we really need to believe and trust that our shepherd, he is restoring our soul. And he is able to do it. Amen? He's the only one that can do it. Another thing that he provides for us is direction. Direction. Listen to this well. Psalms 3, 5, it says, Acknowledge me in all thy ways, and I will direct your paths. Didn't say just one way, he said all, all. But guess what? Human beings, oh. when we don't got the past, don't say that they need the plane. And when we say, I want to come or not, I wonder when we come. You don't need the plane already. What do you want to ask now? They have a meme on that, right or not? When the person don't need the plane and ask the boss, did you give me permission? I know. Well, this is the idea. We like go ahead and we do everything what we got to do. And when we go up on the problem, Lord, I never remember to tell you this, but um, you know, you and want to do this. We need to understand that our shepherd, he will guide our path. He will lead us. And he does not lead us. He ain't going to lead us to wrong road because our God does nothing bad. Listen to what the verse tells us. It says, he guides me along the right path. The right path. Amen. Who is the only righteous one that we have? God himself. So if you want to know what's the right path, you need to go to him to know what he wants from you. Amen. And as the verse continues, it says to bring honor to his name. Listen up. When we go through the right path, it's not for you and me to glorify ourselves. Nah. It's not for anybody to look at us while I tell him, I'm doing good. No, hallelujah. Poor me. Nothing at all. Amen. It's for his name to be glorified. It's for him to be uplifted. So we need to understand that. The situations of our life that we are facing, when we ask the Lord for guidance, and he leads you through a way, it's for his name to be glorified. And we need to give him the glory. Amen? Hallelujah. Second thing the Lord does to us, he not only provides, but our shepherd protects us. Hi. Hey, can you imagine this? Protects us. Verse 4 tells us, Even when I walk to the darkest valley, I will not fear. For you are close beside me. Your rod and thy staff protect and comfort me. Hello. In the midst of death. That's what we did the other day we study. Sometimes we get in some problems on our own. That will carry us to death. To physical death and to spiritual death. Are you there? Am I right? Physical death and spiritual death. Because guess what? When you get in your combustible. And you move away from the Lord. You are not getting that nurture. You are not getting that feeding. You are going to spiritual death. Hallelujah. But the Lord said, even though 
you are in the midst of that death, you need to know that you are not alone, sister and brothers. You are not alone. Why? Because our God is with us. And the presence of God goes with us. If God is with me, who can be against me? Who can be against me? Amen? Sometimes we, do, we are all alone and I can't tell nobody because I'm passing through this. But I start talking because I really God don't know that. He's there. He's there. And you need to understand that he is with you. Amen? So you need not to fear. Another thing very important while studying, I found this part as it said, your rather your staff, they will comfort me. Listen up. This comfort, majority of times we take it like, ah, oh, I was crying. I didn't push it. Uh-uh. This comfort, it has a meaning that the word is nasham or nakam. Okay. That is the original word, original word, nakam. And it means that our shepherd becomes empathetic with us. Do you know that word empathetic? Empathetic means that you come down to my level. I'm going through this situation. You pass through it so you can know exactly what it. So I guess I do not know what you are passing through today. I don't know what is the valley of death you are passing through today, but our shepherd is empathetic. He's right there and he knows exactly. Listen up, sometimes we want to put around. I don't want sister because nobody can understand this. Like, no, this is only me. No. Or our God can come down. Don't worry about that. He will come the lowest, the lowest you can get down. Because sometimes we are so expert in having the other one believing that their situation is so low. Like sister, bringing up those. Those. No. You never bring up those. My God can go as low as you are. Him can go down there. Amen? So we need to understand that. And we need to believe that our God, he protects us. Our shepherd, he protects the sheep. If one fall along, he's already dead. Him can get there and pick them up. Amen? Another thing that our shepherd does to us is that he blesses us. Wow. How do we see? We just don't say his goodness is running after us. How do I know that he blessed me? He said, you prepare a feast, verse 5. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Hallelujah. What comes to your mind in the middle of a feast? Food. Am I right? What theory is presented in front of us? Our life is there. And if Jesus is there, what type of food do you think he will give to us? Food that will nurture us. Amen? What type of food that my Lord gives to us? The fruit of the Spirit. He will give us, as Gal what Galatians tells us, what, what are the fruit of the Spirit? He said, it will give us joy. It will give us happiness. It will give us peace, long-suffering, self-control. You name it. That's what you will bring in front of your enemies. So when the enemies are ready and talking all foolishness and saying all this about you, the Lord is saying, I have flourished all, all my fruits over here. And that's what you will bring in front of your enemy. That's why majority of time when they come to you, eat you up and devour yourself. How oh, this person is so peaceable. You think it's because of us? Absolutely not. It's because of God. Amen. It's because of our owner. It's because of the one who we are following up. Amen. We are showing the difference, people. And we are called to show the difference. Showing the difference means that you know who is your shepherd. Amen. You, you know who is your owner. And then he continues to say, he preserves you. When he preserves you, the verse tells us, he anoints my head. He honors me by anointing my head with oil. My cup runneth over with blessing. Amen. Lord, we are still so bad. And the Lord still anoint us. What is this? The Lord still look at us and say, this little Maureen, she's mine. Don't even touch her. Put her there. Just like what he did with Cain. We don't have to go too far. Cain and Abel, Cain just come from the field and when he walk in and he said, Cain, where is thy brother? How would I know? How would I know? And the Lord said, well, the blood of Abel is still, I feel it in me, what you did. And then Cain said, well, this thing gone true. The Lord said, you know what? 
I have two things for you. I'm going to separate you from your family completely. And the ground that you have will bring no fruit. So Cain said, well, better you won't kill me. Because, I mean, all these things coming. But I said, no, no, no. No worry. You're going out there most of your enemies, yes. But I'm going to mark your forehead. So that when they see you, they will know that you are mine. Hey, Cain just don't kill him, brother, you know. Can you imagine it? You and I that haven't killed anyone. We're not physically, but with the most on time, we kill. Hello? Hello? So we think that we need this, the, the little, um, how you call it, I know the stabbing, stabbing thing, Shakira thing, No, we don't need Shakira thing. You don't need that. Sometimes with our mouth, with our attitude, we kill others. Just like Cain and Abel. And the Lord is saying, Sister Elena, where is your brother? Am I my brother keeper? Would you just don't kill him, sister? Kill him. You know? But the Lord is still grateful. Oh my God, oh, grace of God. Mercy upon us. Because some of the dirty things that we do, the God still got grace. He have us marked like this. Don't touch him because he's mine. Oh, that's our shepherd. Amen. That's the shepherd that we serve. Hallelujah. That's the way how he blesses us. He anoints us and he puts us. We just sang, he lift me up and he set me on higher ground. Hallelujah. Amen. We really need to get, be responsible and understand that the steadfast love of God is there for you. And it's there for me. And the third thing, I'm coming down to it. Our owner or our shepherd, he gives us assurance. Wow. Assurance in what? The first thing he assures us is that he loves us. Huh. What the verse 6 say? Surely. It didn't say maybe. It didn't say, well, I am doubting. It said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Did it say, surely you can run down goodness and mercy? No. He said it shall follow. Because listen up. The things that follow you depends on who is your owner. Uh, who are you? It depends on who you are deciding on or who you are allowing to lead you. Amen. And if you decided that your shepherd is Jesus Christ, then guess what? Goodness is going to follow you, sister. Listen up. This surely is coming precisely to the covenant. God made a covenant. When we talk about the steadfast love, you guys have gone over it already. It's a covenant. It's not something that he want to change tomorrow and say, I know that. I make mistake. Uh-uh. No, God is not a man, a man that he will lie. A covenant is something that cannot change. Amen? If you receive him, his goodness will run after you. Hallelujah. Amen? But it never continues there. He said, all the days of my life. All the days of my life. But this go beyond. Listen up. Do you know that you, whatsoever you do in this life, you are injecting in your generation to the other life? Yeah. Hallelujah! So then we want to believe because we don't know if you want to get 40, 50, or 60. But we want to say, well, God's goodness is here and God has been so good. So sometimes we become irresponsible. You know, in not knowing that the things that you are doing here, you need to prepare yourself because your generation to come is right there. And if you wanted to go over, God is blessing us today. So our generation can be blessed. And we have it. All of us that have come maybe from Fred Baptist Church or some people, you have, who are you? No, this person, grandparents or grandparents or grand whatsoever. We say, oh, wow. Coming right down the line stream. We need to prepare ourselves because maybe in 50 years, some of us may not be here. I still expect to be here, but some people may not. We do not know. <laughs> but you can't even expect now. I have a shepherd. I have a shepherd. Amen. And it's the one and only. Hallelujah. So yes, we need to prepare ourselves for that. Amen. And to understand that the goodness of God is truly running over us. And as again, he says, 
Surely, surely goodness and mercy. Listen up. God's love is not like man's love. Man love you today and tomorrow they don't love you. No matter what you got, no matter what you do. But with God, no matter what you got, no matter what you do or what you know God, he still love you. Are we there? Still love you. Young people, I want you to understand this. It doesn't matter. And again, we need to really get this over because in our youth, I think it's the most time when we make the majority of mistakes. Majority of times that we allow the schemes of the world to come into our lives and to keep us down. A lot of times and saying, that, you know what, I've, I can't move from here. I can't do this because I've messed it up. It doesn't matter how you have messed it up or a God still loves you. How do we know this? Listen to it as what Luke 15, 4, 5 said to us. Suppose there was a man that had 100 sheep. You remember now, you know, he's a shepherd, you know, coming up. He had 100. Can you imagine? He's going to take them from one place to another place. But one of them got last. One got last. What would you think that shepherd would do? No, if it was me and you know, somebody came across you or killed him or killed him. I don't know what. But he said this. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the last sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my last sheep. Today, even today, our shepherd can be looking for last sheep. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's you. I don't know if it's me. But if you feel that like you are not in the, how you call it in Spanish, the manada. How the manada go in English? What the manada? If you are not there, maybe you are last. If your place get hot up and you are still like, where to go because you do not see your shepherd, you can be last. You can be last. But you need to understand that you need not to worry because your shepherd is looking for you. Hallelujah. And another thing, last thing that we can have in assurance is that our shepherd, our owner, gives us hope. Hallelujah. What's the hope? As I said, we are on a journey. We are going from one place to the other. Listen to what it says. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Listen up. There is a house prepared for us people. We need not to worry. Where is this journey taking us? Where is it taking us? There is a place prepared for us. John 14, 3 says, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. Listen up. Or passing through in this world, I will repeat it over and over and over again. This is just a passing through. We are not true citizens of this world. We are citizens of where my father is, where my shepherd is. Amen? So we need to make preparation in this world because you are not home yet, brother. You are on your way. You are on your way. And on your way there, things are getting hot. And you need to survive because if you don't survive, you ain't going to get home. And for you to survive, you need a shepherd to lead the way. Am I there? Yes or no? So again, this earth is burning up. But our Lord will take care of it in his due time. Do not worry about the world. And that's why we as Christians, that's why we as believers, when we sit down beside the people from the world, and they are worrying, Lord, mercy, what will come become of this world? This thing don't gone, you know. This thing don't burn up. We have to remind for you. It can even burn up, but I know I'm burn up. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And we remember Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. Amen. Abraham asked for just even, it's at least one right, well, sister, I don't know who will be the one righteous, but number one, lift up on your hand and let's go with it. One righteous out of Sodom and Gomorrah, 
we shall be it. Amen? Because there is hope for us. And as Jeremiah said, the hope is for prosperity, it's for a future, it's not for disaster. So why would you live in disaster and believe in when you have life? Amen? That's why we can sing, and as I said, I shall not need anything, anything. My knees are all covered because of his steadfast love. People, it's not because of what you and I can do. It's not because of your money. It's not because of your appearance. Nothing. It's because of the love of God. It's because of his love. Let's understand that. And because of that love, his goodness will run over us all the time. Will run after us. Amen? And that's what we see in the song that said, and join me when we say, look at what song. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days all the days of my life surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days all the days of my life people i encourage you that we may show meekness that we may be obedient to our shepherd Show your dependence on him to help walk through this life because the place is hot. I they get hotter. Amen? Predators are all around. Satan and his foe is around seeking to devour and to eat us up, to kill us, to steal and to destroy. But our shepherd, he will lead us safe to an eternal place of rest. Amen? So don't worry. The journey is on. But guess what? We have who to take us through as we survive. Amen? Be blessed. The Lord be praised. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through His Son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at the alternative underscore SAI. Or watch past messages at youtube.com slash the alternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.